Howdy and welcome to the first ever episode of Love Letters, a new monthly show where I'll be sitting down with a special guest to discuss the games most important to them. I'm your host, Jesse Munro from Story Mode Gaming and its podcasts and sites and socials and such. And today I'm joined by the queen of Photoshop, the winner of the Great British Bake Off 2018 and the engine that keeps Story Mode Gaming humming along, Lauren McLean. I like how you said howdy. Lauren. The howdy was new. I almost laughed I when you said up. howdy. When you said howdy, I was like, I said oh, howdy. no, can't do it. You got to like, you got to wait because he's doing an intro. Also, I, I did win the great British Bake Off. Mm. 100%. I, well, I know you bake and I've only just started watching the show and I haven't got up to 2018 yet. So as far as I know. Yep. No, it's me. Uh, it's me. Um, yeah. Baked a spotted What's, not, a spotted what's not fielding dick. like? <laughs> That's an English cake. How long can our new? <laughs> how long will it take for our new show to get horny? It took. 40 <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about uh, making, making like a button that when I when I sit down and I do like the quote unquote moderating of the podcast, that I would just like press a button whenever you mention like a horny reference, and then I would would just it just come up. Yeah. Button would wear. The button out. would wear out. It would. It would definitely you. wear out. Definitely wear out. Well, as you may have been able to tell by the fact that I have to keep looking at my screen to see my notes, this is a new show. This is Love Letters, a spin-off of Story Mode, a video game podcast, which I hope you know, I hope you love, I hope you appreciate. Um, this is going to be a bit different. Every month, I'm going to sit down with a a content creator, a guest, and we're going to talk about a game that's. Hold a special place in their heart. Not necessarily the best game in the world, but a game that's important to them. Um, and the game that's important to you, Lauren, the game you mentioned a fair bit on the uh, on the podcast before, mm-hmm. and if you're watching us on Twitch, you'll see in the banner what game mm-hmm. it is. It's Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Lauren, yeah. what is Firewatch? Well, well, it's an emotional journey. That's what it is. Oh, boy, is, is it an emotional journey. Um... So Firewatch is a um, first-person kind of talking slash walking simulator, I suppose, where you are you follow Henry, Henry, Mister Henry Man. Uh, he doesn't have a last name that I'm aware of, but Mister Henry, and he is he's taken a job up in the forests of Wyoming as a Firewatch person, someone who who uh, spends their entire summer up in a up in a tower, keeps tabs on the forest fires that go on so they can alert authorities to where the fire is to stop it from growing bigger and hopefully not have it destroy cities or destroy um, nature preserves and all that kind of stuff. So he's taken this job. It's set in the 1980s. It's in, definitely in the 80s. I can't remember if it's 81 or if it is. Let me check. I'm pretty sure it's early 80s. Notes. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely – it's. Uh, 89, sorry. Late 80s. Fuck Late us. 80s. We know the game. We, we, God damn it. it. <laughs> yeah, um, Yeah, so he's he spent some time uh, going up there after a family, I guess a family tragedy in a way. You could say a family tragedy. And as you're up there, you spend your time, spend your whole summer talking to Delilah, who is on the other end of this walkie-talkie. She's in another tower, another Firewatch tower, just kind of over the hills, you can see. Um, And, yeah, you kind of grow a relationship with her while 
trying to solve some mysteries, some creepy little mysteries mystery. going on. So, uh, yeah, like I said, um, we had an episode of the podcast where we were talking about our games of the generation, and this was definitely one of mine, um, mainly because of how how it makes you feel despite the fact that you never see anyone in this game. So everything is purely done by walkie-talkies. Um, and obviously you being a first-person um playing the first person perspective, you like, you know, you are Henry, but you don't see anything. You don't see him. You don't see anyone. So like, you know, it's a very, it's just a really, really cool way of creating this narrative driven adventure, which is fully a narrative driven adventure really. So that's the strongest point. Narrative. After you spoke about it last year, I eventually played it mm-hmm. and it is an absolute emotional gut yep. punch. Kills you. Um, but before you even got to that point, what made you want to play the game? Well, um... And, and also, when did you play the game? When it first oh, came first out? first came out. Yep, yep, yep. So what actually happened? So back then in 2017 when it came out, 2017, 2016, I think. 20, uh, it, it, yeah, September 20... No, I'm sorry. February 2016, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, September 2016, and Switch in December 2018. So it took a bit. Um... So we, back then in, in 2016, 2015, I was in another gaming media website. Um, so when we were doing, we did our E3 uh, live stream and all that, and it showed up there. I don't know if it was two years worth or just the one year, but the trailer that it showed was, it just showed off the best things about the game. So it showed off kind of the, um, obviously the voice acting is phenomenal, and the uh, Sissy Jones, who plays Delilah, won our best character, um, best voice actor for that year in, in that gaming, in that website. Um, and, yeah, anyway, so we, we saw the trailer come up and I love the art style for one. The art style is absolutely amazing. The uh, The dialogue was, like, witty and it was it was funny that made us kind of giggle. Like, it made us kind of, like, go, we don't know anything about this game, but, like, we already want to know what's going on with these characters, you know? Like, they were making fun of each other. They were like, yeah, they were making jokes and all that. And then it just took a turn in the trailer where it was just like this, oh, you know, I can already see you in your tower. And then Henry's like, I'm not in my tower. And she was like, well, oh who God, am I scene. looking at then? Oh, and fuck. then it just cuts. And it was just like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, we got to figure out this mystery. 100%. So um, when the game came out, we actually got a, a um, review code for it, but we only got one. And this was also a game that I bought a PlayStation 4 for the purpose of. Um, so I didn't have one prior so, I'm to... I'm sorry, this was, a, this was your console seller? This was my console seller, yeah, yeah. So, okay, Fuck. this and The Witness. So my, my partner at the time was really looking forward to The Witness. We were, we were an Xbox couple, um, 100%. So we had a PlayStation 3 only because it was the cheapest Blu-ray, or, Blu-ray player at the time. So um, I think, yeah, it was, it was Christmas 24, uh, 2015 and I went out and I bought a um, white PlayStation 4 console with the last yeah. of my money for Christmas. And I cried when he opened it because I was like, I spent so much money on this system. <laughs> and I was really, I was like, I don't have any money, but here's a PlayStation 4. So anyway, that yeah, this was like a, this is what sold the console for me basically. Because I'm like, dude, well, I've, I've got this gaming website that I'm a part of. I've got to like, I've, I've got to... Um, well, I've got to play these games because they're only coming out exclusively on uh, this console. Anyway, so we- running a video game website is a very good justification for wasting yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. 
I did. Did I need to buy Hitman Three the day it came out? Absolutely no. not. Did I? Yes. Yes. Did I make any content out of it? No. Will you? Who's to say? <laughs> I mentioned yeah. it, so. But um, we're good. Yeah. So anyway, this we got a review code for it, and one of the main guys uh, installed it on his console, but he shared around because we all wanted to play it day one, and um, he shared around his uh, PlayStation name, I suppose. And I played it, I remember playing it for like an hour. I played it up to a point where you go back to your tower and you find your typewriter on the ground, which was used to be in your tower and is now no longer in your tower. And you're like, what the fuck? And then it logged me out and it said, someone else is logged in under your name. <laughs> I was like, no, no. So I, I just, uh, that was about two weeks before it came out and it killed me because I was like, I need to play this. Like we, we need to make, we need to make bookings to when we can play this game. Um, but yeah, so eventually it came out, uh, came out for realsies. I purchased it, loved the, uh, theme that came with it for the PlayStation on the PlayStation background. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That no, was, was nice. good, man. And yeah, so. The Firewatch artwork it inspired the story mode video game podcast artwork. Mm. I'd never played the game at that point. I just loved the oh, artwork. It's so it was good. so distinct. Yeah. Oh, yeah, beautiful. we got we got a massive artwork of that framed um, above our bed because we just love the colors so much. Like when we moved in here, we were like, we need something above the bed. What do we like? And I kept going back to Firewatch, and I'm like, I dude, I just like these pictures, these colors. So we we had to get a big, and the, they're so bold, like the purples, the oranges, and everything like that. And very autumnal. Mm, it's very true, very true. But yeah, so that's 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 why I wanted to purchase it, man. The the trailers, the trailers were amazing. They did a very good so job wait, so marketing wise. You played an hour of this game. About, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, I will spend X amount of money on a white PlayStation. No. To play the rest. No, no, of no. Game. I um I was the I, other way yeah. around. You so had I had the console, the console first gotcha. because I was anticipating these games because I can't remember yeah. if we had a good PC at that point, or I think I was very much a console player. Like if if a game was coming out on PC or console, it was always console. It wasn't even a second thought. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad it was The Witness and Firewatch that uh, made you made mm. you do it. I'm glad one of those games turned out to be good. No further discussion needed there. Fair. Um, fair. I didn't like it. That's fine. Witness. I'm not um, saying anything. So when, okay, so when you played it, you got past that for that initial hour that you had a little bit of your, your demo off, basically. When mm. did the game grab you? When was the moment? Or was it the typewriter moment? I honestly, this is going to sound really, you, you're probably just going to roll your eyes. It got me in that opening, um, what do you call it? The, the text-based part. There's a, there's a part at the start. When you're picking your options. And so yeah, you're, yeah. you're basically making your character's yeah, backstory. Exactly. Are we game, spoiling things, by the way? And you're giving these binary, look, if you, if you click on a podcast that says it's going to talk about Firewatch. It's going to talk about Also, Firewatch. the game came out 400 fucking did, years ago. Did. Yeah, yeah. Go play Firewatch so, if you haven't. Um, but at the start, it gives you these binary options yeah. and you make your character. And I agree. They are really oh. heavy questions. It's like the opening of Up. Yeah, yeah. It's way too heavy Literally, like as soon as you start playing and it's like, I think the last thing it says, like you see a job in the paper, you take it. And then you click, you take it. And then it starts you like walking up to your tower um, after finally trekking through um, the forest to kind of get there. And I remember just being like, Dude, that was heavy. <laughs> like, that was heavy already. Like, the um, I mean, the story about about your wife having dementia so early and having you basically move away. And yeah, like you said, it determines 
your idea of the character. Like what I've said to 100%. you before was every time I've, um, when I do my, I guess, true playthrough of, uh, of Firewatch, the way that I want to play it, the way that I, I played it from the start in my heart, not just trying to get different endings or different, like, Oh dude, that's really cool. Um, my Henry was a stubborn, angry, closed off person, you know, and that's how I played him. And so when I was playing after that, that opening kind of, um, what did you call it? There used to be a name for it. I've got no idea what it's called. Click character, character building, building click based, whatever thingy where it tells his story. It tells, um, tells the story of him meeting his wife and it tells the story of their life together up until when she, uh, when you get married, when, when she develops dementia and when she kind of basically loses it, um, Oh, you know, you, Henry loses her. It's really fucking it's, sad. It's so sad. And and the way that you have, um, you have, you get to pick whether you take care of her by yourself and like you care for her or if you lock her in a room because at least, you know, she can't escape, you know, whether you go to a pub every night and, and talk with the waitress there, like up until 1am and just leave your wife at home. Or if you, yeah, if you tell her family that she's got this disease, this family who is like back in Australia when he's in America, they're both in America. And yeah, just like all that kind of stuff. Like the end when it says, um, I think you get it. Henry gets a, a, was it a DUI? He gets a DUI and then he calls Julia, his wife's sister. And then it says, they come over, they see the state of your house. They can't believe how much you've been living in filth. And then they take her back to Australia and then you find a job in the paper and you take it. And it was just like, shit, like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. The part there that really, like, grabbed me, because when you have those binary options at the start mm. where it's, like, build your character, it's, the game's basically saying, give give a part of yourself to the game. Yeah. Like, you're picking this character. This character is an extension I'm of yourself. I'm not angry and sad. But then- <laughs> But Henry is- It immediately tests you, because you're like, oh, I'd pick this dog. I'd go on this yeah. date. Like, this is what I would do. And then it's like, okay, what would you do if your partner has dementia and you're at a pub? And you're like, well, Jesus fucking Christ! Well, I picked the beagle, so <laughs> I guess I drink a yeah, lot, right? Yeah, it's really, really intense. And from that moment on, it, it gets you because you feel Henry's pain because it's yeah. such a a real life situation. But it's one of the ones you don't want to think mm. about. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so okay. So you've gone through that. You get to your your station. Yeah. And then you, you had a call from Delilah. Yeah. Where did you go from there? So I love Delilah. I love her. And the only, I don't, okay, it's not really a regret because nothing really happens from it. But my playthrough with Henry was I was open with Delilah in the fact that I had a partner, like I had a wife. And every time she was like, what happened to her? I was like, let's talk about something else. And I... I loved Delilah, but I also felt like I had to be had to be honest and I was still married. Like he wears his wedding band until about three quarters of the game. And then you sight you find it when he's kind of given up on your bedside table. Like, oh that's oh, that's getting ahead of ourselves though. Sorry. But yeah, Delilah was was just from the moment she says hello and she's just like, So what are you here for? And he's like what? And she goes, let me guess, you either got a bad breakup or you're trying to get away from like, you know, like whatever. And just her kind of sarcasm and everything just like draws you in straight away. And 
yeah, she's got like this amazing level of charm that just, I understand why they kind of went with the roots of like, you can quote unquote fall in love with her, which I know you can, but like you can't, you know, actually. I did. Yeah, you can't really do anything with her, but you know, you, you can um, have your character be like, my wife is mentally no longer with me. Like this isn't, I'm not in this relationship anymore. I want to progress with Delilah, you know, who's in this, who's in this cabin, like hundreds of, well, not hundreds, but all this, all these Ks away. Far enough. Like it's one of the things like, it doesn't matter how far, like she could be in another country for you or, or that matters. Mm-hmm. She is out of reach. Yeah. Um, I feel like anything I say here is going to really, really jump forward That's a lot. Um, so I'll, I'll back up before we get there. <laughs> it's hard when talking um, about it because I like, like that is how I felt about Delilah, but also the ending. And it's like, well. <laughs> well, okay. So you meet Delilah, but then soon after you have your first sort of taste of what being a fire watch person fire watchman. is about. Um, there's mm-hmm. some fireworks going off. You go there, there's some teen girls causing a ruckus. Mm-hmm. Now, did you throw their radio? Oh, I, the, I threw the it in there. And I, uh, when I first oh, fuck, did it. I fucking hate them. When I first did it and I picked it up and I was like, fuck, you want to throw it in the lake? And you throw it in the lake and it sizzles or zzz. I was yeah. like, yes, yes, this is the kind just, of stuff that I love in games where they just like, they go, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you put it in the thing and it just sizzled? <laughs> I just like when you go over there and they're like, hey, we're in a, a, a forest. Can you not launch fireworks? And they're like, you have a small dick. I'm like, oh, man, I didn't. <laughs> Didn't need that today. Well, you can't. I'm already yeah, sad. Yeah, like, come on. And then also, like, yeah, you're kind of going there and he's really like, there's a brass. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, Delilah's like, okay. <laughs> Are you 12? Yeah, the, <laughs> like, the, whole, like, the whole, like, stoic facade that Henry has when he first gets there drops really quickly. Like, yeah. the sarcasm. From Delilah breaks it like, instantly. Oh, yeah, so yeah. He's, like there's a few um bras around here. It like that's when you see the real that's when I saw the Henry that I made yeah. at the start. Yeah, definitely. Um and you first see there's like hints of him being a little bit goofy, a little bit childish. Yeah, like he's um, he's as sarcastic as Delilah is, you know. But like I guess but, something as well, I, I didn't I must admit I didn't do this my first playthrough, but my other playthroughs, which answers a question later on. <laughs> um you can, he's, so he's writing on his typewriter, basically his own diary every time, uh, like every day or so. And like looking, like zooming in and kind of reading them and stuff, you can tell that he's really regretful of everything he did with Julia, um, of how he left that yeah. relationship and all that stuff. So like going forward and almost like forgetting about her instantly with Delilah felt really Felt really guilt, or like felt guilty about it in a way, but also like she's already gone. Like there's not, there's nothing coming back from that, you know. And that's one of the things. Like the game doesn't really need to keep spelling that out for you. It's like, hey, you have a wife. Yeah. You know like, it. Yeah. And you will have a really good time. Like, because Delilah, like we said, we both really like Delilah. Mm-hmm. She's fun, Serbic, and stuff like that. You start to really enjoy speaking to it, and then you're like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. I'm being a real shit person right now. When the options and come the whole up thing and it's like, like or, or am I like, am I doing the wrong thing here? Mm. Should he be? Um, yeah. This game just asks you all these questions of yourself. It's like, I don't, I don't want to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse. I plead the fifth. 
Mm. Um, so, I mean, when you go through these teen girls radio and mm. thing, blah, 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 it sets up a few little, little quests. Now, this is something to touch on as well. Something that really engrossed me in the game as well. There are no markers in the game. You have a map and a compass. Yeah. And you will get lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got lost mm-hmm. many times. I love that. That sense of that little extra bit of immersion. Because mm-hmm. every time you got lost, every time you got lost, it added to his character. Because you realize, like, he came here trying to be kind of, like, brave, I guess, or get away. Like, he's he lost control of everything. Yeah. So every, every time he gets lost, you you feel kind of what he's going through mm. again. Like, he has no control over what's happening. He's tried to take control of it, but he can't even control this new job. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this is under his control. Yeah. Even though he th- he wants it all to be. Which I think is represented really well by the whole, like, he's there to help control fires. Yeah. Like, not stop yeah. them. They're about to get out, out of control. Like, there's a nice little thing there. Um, but yeah, you got these girls, blah, blah, blah. You find their campsite direct. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But they say you did. Yeah. The, the cops are like, hey, Henry, you're, you're fucked up. You never see these cops. <laughs> um, you get a call from Delilah being like, um, there's a police report for you. Yeah. Um, you've got to reckon you've smashed up their campsite. And you, you well, have they've, yeah, they've, you they've written a note saying, like, you're, you're a psycho pervert dude who, like. Pervert, yeah. yeah. And this is all after um, you've found your communication line has been cut as well. Yes. So this is, like, the first sort of hints of. Spookies. Yeah, like shit's going on. Like you piss off these girls, then you find your typewriter broken through your window. Like someone's gone in, stolen your typewriter, chucked out the window. Then the next, and you also see a figure. Yeah, like oh, you, you see you. a guy on a cliff and he runs yeah. off. At about this mm-hmm. point, of the game, you know something weird. Creepy as hell. What did you think it was? Oof. I honestly, I don't think I have an answer for that. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was at all. I, I knew – I didn't really know where it was going, um, and that's not to say is a bad thing. That's just more like you see a figure, you you know, you you go to bed, you piss off these girls, you find your typewriter on the ground. You, you think it's these girls. You think these girls are being utter yeah. bitches. They've cut your communications ca- tower because you find all their beer cans around, you find a big pair of underpants, and you're just like whatever. And then you go find their, their tent like ransacked, like a bear's molded basically. And a note saying, like, you're a fucking creep, we're leaving. And it's like, but okay, I, I, I didn't do it. But, like, okay, there's obviously something Someone did. fucking weird going on, dude. Like, was it the figure? Who knows? Well, at this point, you'd heard of- I think of, you forget about the figure um, pretty quick also. You'd heard of a father and son. Yes. Who had been fire watch people. Ned and- For multiple signs. Ned and, and, and old, old, old mate. Well, young What's mate. his name? I thought it was them. I just kind of thought that, um, because there's a whole thing of like, Ned had like left his wife or something like that. He kind of came uh, to be a fire watchman for the same reason Henry did. Like yeah. a relationship Brian. fell apart. Brian's was falling- the boy. Brian, yeah. Um, so Ned and Brian came here and I, I was under the illusion that Ned had, for lack of a better term, kidnapped Brian. Mm. Basically, like you're not going to see your mum. This is where we are. Really? Now. And I kind of thought that would have be there'd be like a little cabin in the woods they were living at. And he's like, "No, I'm protecting my son." Oh wow! Um, like from, from the rest of the world, this that's is that's so crazy. I don't, I don't care about anything that's else. That's so crazy because like when I've been um, 
when I've played through, obviously, every other time, you know, like, it's well, it's called foreshadowing. That's what it is. But, you know, like, when, that's, that's the word, word when, uh, you know, she'd be like, oh, who else has been in this? Like, sorry, Henry is like, who else has been in this tower? And Delilah's like, oh, before you, it was this guy called Ned and his son, Brian. He wasn't meant to bring Brian along, but, you know, I did. I just, you know, it. I didn't tell on them because Brian was a good kid and Ned was cool. And they just went disappearing. They just went, they just disappeared one day, but like, you know, anyway, that's it. So go, go see those girls at the fireworks and you just kind of go, this is a conversation. You know, you don't think like, oh, this is going to be interesting later on. Or at least I I had a feeling, I thought that was going to be like a whole thing of like, she'll talk about a few people who come and go from here and just kind of pointed like, Henry, this is not a permanent getaway for you. Well, like, this is there. There have been twenty people that, before you. There'll be twenty. people I think after you. what sets that is that line when he goes, "I just saw someone," and she goes, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, there was someone out here. He was looking at me." And she goes, "Oh my god, Henry, there's something I have to tell you about this place that I haven't told you yet." He's like, "What?" <laughs> She's like, "It's outside. People come and go as they please. It's madness." <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because so in her delivery, she's like, oh, God, Henry, I haven't told you. And you're like, juicy. What is it? What is it? And she's like, dude, <laughs> it's fucking wilderness. Like, go camping. Yeah, there's going to be people. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I kind of, I also thought that, um, sorry, what was the kid's name? Brian. Brian. I thought Brian was like. Brian Goodwin. In his teens. I thought he was older. I thought he was maybe like 17, yeah. 18. Um, but they give you these little breadcrumbs out there and. <laughs> They become quite important characters mm, soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so at this point, I think you start to form a a real bond with Delilah. It's become more than friends a bit. Best friends. He has some. Um, he has some um, uh, smooth line. He does, doesn't he? He very much he's does. Either. Well, real Casanova. That part a bit further on, where there's fireworks. Not fireworks. They're watching a fire. That I think was just made like lightning strikes. It's one of those times where it yeah. goes from day one, day two, day three, day four, day seven, day seventeen, like day thirty. Oh my god, I love when that's happening. Oh uh, yeah, so did I. So, so did I. Because it, it kind of like, do I it, like this game is fun and all, but like, do I really have to do everyday stuff? And then all of a sudden it goes to like day nine, and you're like, oh, well that was a week, and then it jumps to like day thirty nine or something like that. It's great. And- in, like, the relationship you're having with Delilah, you'll say something at the end of a day. Yeah. And then you'll see what that one line has done in 30 days. Yeah. Like, how that little seed they've planted there has grown. Yeah. And just skips you there. It's like, okay, you guys are, like, just skip forward ahead. You say something to her, and then 30 days later, you're basically a couple. Basically. Well, yeah, during that fire scene when she's drunk. And that's that's the part that I kind of regret. Not Not fully. Nothing happened. It, nothing happened, Jesse. I swear to God, nothing happened. But, like, when she goes, like, I don't know, she she kind of suggests something and you can say back as Henry, like, I wish I was over there with you or something like that, that I kind of thought in any any other uh, dialogue option kind of process would, like, spark a sexy conversation, you know? And I, I was playing the whole time, like I said before, where um, I acknowledged Julia, but it was just... I am no longer with Julia and we're not going to talk any further about it. You know, like I didn't hide the fact that she was my wife or whatever. And um, so I kind of clicked it because I was like, I just want to see what happens. And I like clicked that. And he was like, I wish I was over there with you or the other way around. And then she would say, yes, I would like that. And then it just kind of ended. And then it moved forward to like 
days from then. Well, but- it didn't just end because I did the same thing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I want to see where this yeah. goes. Um, one of them basically says, what would you do if you were here? And it, to me, implies they had phone sex. <laughs> Henry had a wank in his firewatch tower. Yep. A hundred percent they yep. did. Go, Henry. <laughs> you got like, to move on, right? You got to move on. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Um, yeah, no, they, they do. They get very close. They get, they get really, really nice and close. And I think that's, now, is, it, that's a good point because as soon as that ends, I think that's where it goes fishing and where everything starts to get like really like, whew, mysteries, mysteries. There was no, there was no okay. showers at this point. Just uh, so three thousand with a shower wank. I like it. He doesn't have a shower wank. Doesn't even need a shower. Hmm. Uh, uh, pork pong wank. Um, <laughs> That's what it's there for. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, now, is it before or after the uh, the shower wank? <laughs> when um, Henry has... Because Henry... Ha- does he have a dream about his wife? Uh, or gets a phone call that's, for him? Uh, oh, I think that's a bit earlier than that. I think it's yeah, a little, think it's just a little on, bit earlier. Have, yeah, it's weird because it only happened once for me. It did, yeah. I expected that to happen I think, throughout I think the it, game, but it really could how it's like, nope. He's done. Yeah, I think what it did is it it showed that it happens and then it is implied that it happens a few more times. Because later on when you find reports and all that, it says he does it multiple, multiple times. Ah, uh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. So I think um, it's just so kind of there get- to imply that, hey, he has these dreams um, when he talks to Julia in his sleep. And she's back to normal. Oh. Is, oh, in, in his yeah, dreams, yeah. yeah. I was say, wait, in real life, what? Mm-hmm. Did I miss that whole you miss, game? You missed the secret um, ending. No. Oh, I, we'll get to the ending soon. <laughs> I wish this game had a secret ending because, oh, man, I need closure on something. <laughs> so at this point, you're basically in a relationship with Delilah for all intents and purposes. Yeah, you're a very uh, you close, whether or not it's relationship. physical, it's definitely emotional, 100%. You've, You've talked to each other about your bits at this point. It's happened. Does it it's, smell? Does yours smell like mine smells? Like that kind of stuff. Do you wank in the shower as well? <laughs> like, meet up at pork pond? I didn't even have a shower. <laughs> um, but you go down to the pond. Not the pork pond. Fuck. You go down to the river. Um, and you get bonked in the head. You get, get bonked. Big old, you get big bonked old bonk. with a shovel. Now, every time that, that happens... Scares the shit out of me because the bonk, yeah. for some reason, is like maximum, like it tops out in my brain, like the sound. Yep. The sound tops out in, in my in the headphones. You could have it the lowest possible volume and it will still be the loudest noise you've ever heard before. Um, so somebody's come up behind you. Why are you there? You find like communication equipment there, right? Uh, you find a clipboard that has like their conversations on it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. You find a clipboard and you find that everything you've been saying between you and Delilah has been recorded. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. X-Files. Yeah. Cool. You bopped in the head. Bopped. And then the whole mystery part of the game opened yeah. up. What did you think of the the, the mystery and its and the conclusion? I, um, it kept me in suspense the whole time. It kept me, like, in the, in the, in the, back of my throat, top of my heart, top of my chest, whatever. Mm. I had this like, what the fuck is going on? I had the same feeling that they had, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, which 
it's and even like the ending the ending a lot of people we'll talk about later we'll talk about soon a lot of people the end of the mystery sorry was like are you fucking serious that's the bullshit nothing nothing even happened but it doesn't matter like the that's the whole point. Like that made it, it that made it scary. Yeah, exactly. That made it scarier. It's like the whole thing of like, you know, you, you watch you watch uh, shit about ghosts all the time, and you're like, oh, this is terrifying. But then you see shit about cannibals, and you're like, it's even more scary because people are actually like that. <laughs> like ghosts don't exist. Like cannibals do. Cannibals. <laughs> like, like holy I, shit. Um, see, I kind of thought. Did you at any point mm. when you see when you see this conversation written down? Yes. Did you at any point think when you first played it, Delilah's involved in this? Um, look, no, I didn't. I trusted Delilah, but I understand that they might have been trying to make it that way because you know how earlier when um, uh, there's a part where she goes like, hang on, I've got another call, and then she talks yeah. to the person and then Henry's like, what are you talking about? And, like, he presses it like a dick. I don't know why, if he was jealous or what was going on, but he was like, what was that conversation? And she goes, oh, don't worry about it. So anyway, you're talking about a dog? And he's like, no, what your options are basically tell me about it or, like, yeah. It was, Fuck yeah, off. basically. I mean, and it was just yeah. like, no, what are you talking about? And she goes, why are you being so aggressive, being such a dick? You know what? I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then she logs off for a bit and you physically can't talk to her. But, like, so. I hated I, that. Yeah, yeah. Delilah's, Delilah's mad. But it's just like, no. yeah, I I understand if they wanted to try and make you be, like, suspicious of her, but I wasn't at all. We were in it together. I, I could hear the pain in her voice. Bit. I could hear the, the the fright, you know? At first, I thought I was being blackmailed. Ooh, interesting. I, I, I thought that there was going to be, like, a whole thing where either she was involved with it or she wasn't, yeah. but somebody was recording us right now what we've been saying and was going to basically say, hey, I'm going to tell your wife or your family and or something like that you, you maybe you find out that delilah has a family as well and it's like i'm gonna tell them you guys need to do x y and z mm. um but it's not that not that it's not that at all you follow a few more clues and such um and then you find it's a lot of a this part in the replay is very hard <laughs> Oh, it's a lot of, it's a it's a lot lot of running, running around, around running to one point the other. I mean, you're like, do I go there now? Okay, no, I've got to get that first. Then I go there. Yeah, which is fine. It's oh, fine, so when, but yeah. When you find the fenced off area, mm-hmm. that's when I really freaked out. I'm like, okay, no, it's not somebody trying to blackmail me. It's, it's aliens. It's x But it was nothing in the, the end. Government. It's fine. Nothing. It's science. You keep finding more and more recording equipment and stuff like that. I don't know. I got Ooh, really paranoid. Did you find a deer? Area. A dead deer? No, but I've heard about the dead deer. Hmm. Yeah, so it it's just basically before you get the um, it's all, yeah we're talking a bit out of order, but that's fine. Before you get the wave oh, receiver, which you get from the fenced off area once you get into it, the wave the one that goes beep and it takes over yeah. your compass and all that, you can find an elk that has it's been killed, it's been eaten by a bear or something like that, but it has the receiver on it, so. That kind of ties it into the fact that the people who were at this place, despite the fact it was being used by the mystery person tracking the ship, you can ruin okay. it. We've ruined by the Ned. whole game. <laughs> Creepy Ned, and uh, he's 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 hiding Ned. in the trees. Um, uh, before you realize that he's gone in there and taken uh, opportunities, taken um, advantage, sorry, of of their surveillance equipment. Um, that's how you kind of can put it all together that, well, like they really were just tracking elk because here's an elk with the tracking equipment. 
And yeah. all they were doing, all he was doing, he just happened to trespass and be able to use these this equipment. It's a testament to the storytelling because at that moment you're so paranoid mm. with what's happening that you ignore that the most obvious reason, like a fenced off government kind of sealed oh, yeah. area isn't going to be a Dude, secret. Like it's going to be something obvious. It's going to be well, yeah, deer tracking. The fact that Delilah didn't know about it and he's like, what's Wappity Station? And she goes... I have no idea. And it's like, okay, it's a re- it's it's in Wappity Meadow. It's a station set up in Wappity Meadow. It's called Wappity Station because there's station there. They've made a station for it. But she's she doesn't have a clue because it's not in her area. But also, like, um, when he gets there and he he shows up and they've got this this grassed area fenced up, like a little, like little, little tiny like string around this fenced off area. Well, she even said, like, usually they fence off for like local flora but that's not even more than a few feet and then like an hour later you find this a few feet of fenced off flora and she's like what the fuck's going on and it's just like dude he's like there's these towers here they've got towers they've got bunks there's a few people here and they've got this like part this like they got parts of the ground like fenced off and it's like well you you i understand that they're so paranoid and i was feeling the same as them i was saying like what the hell's going on but like Dude, the paranoia, man. And then when you come out of there oh, and yeah. it's getting burnt down and you're like. Oh, my God, you leave. Like, <laughs> we should burn it down. And I'm like, yeah, no, like, I'm I'm in. Because you find way more documentation oh, when you're yeah. in this little building. You find, like, this person's been studying yeah. you. And they've even put in, um, like, a, a rating of 1 to 10 of prone to manipulation. Like, it looks like they are trying to fuck with you, which is what Ned was trying to do. He was trying to steer him away from the place altogether so he wouldn't find out his secret, which I don't want to give away yet. That's fine. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so, like, it's just crazy, dude. Like, the amount of the amount of crap that Ned was doing because he was himself very paranoid that they would find out his secret. Um, and, yeah, like... When, when she was like, we got to burn it all down and you can either be like, fuck yeah, or like, no, we shouldn't do it. And then she goes, yeah, you're right. And then it gets well, burnt what, down. What, did you want to? <laughs> did you want to burn it down? No, I was trying to be a bit level-headed. Um, I think I said yes at one point, but I was yeah. mostly I was like, no, we're not going to do this. Like, think clearly. Like, Also, his his place is not very far. Like, he going to die. <laughs> he going to get burnt. Well, that's, yeah, that's one of the things I get. You can't be a fire watch watchman mm. and light a fire. I feel like you, you can't. It doesn't work. You can, wait, sorry. You can. You shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Uh-huh. Um, but this also leads you to um, a cave. Yeah. That's near your, near your house. Yeah. And you find the key to go in there. Um, you go through it and then you come out the other end and you find Brian's stuff. Yeah. Um. And this is when I clicked. I'm like, oh, Brian was a kid. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Um, so you go through, he's made this little fort. Um, he's got these like, letters from school. He seems like a genuinely nice kid. And um, Delilah's got a, you know, an attachment to yeah. him. She's like, it was a good kid. This is a qu- question I have for you about Delilah. Do you think she has a family? Well, she says she has a sister who's an alcoholic. And... No, I don't think she does. Because she talks about a boyfriend, but only if prompted at one point. Um, an ex-boyfriend, I've, an old boyfriend that she had in Mexico yeah. or something like that. I've got a feeling that she had a kid. Really? 
Yeah, this is the way she talks about a few things. Mm. I feel like she she gets really protective over Brian and wants to find out what happened. Like, where is he? Like, yeah. it's one of the things. Like, she's used to people coming and going here, but with Brian, she's stuck on it. And I felt like she formed a bit of a bond, a bit of a uh, lack of a better term, replacement. Yeah, yeah. There's a better term to be mm-hmm. used there. Um, but anyway, you find all the stuff, and Brian seems like a real sweet kid, which is a shame. Because you go back into the cave and you find, uh, well, you can tell it. Oof. So you throw that one at you. Yeah, uh, it's fine. So um, after, yeah, after a bunch of mystery, you find Brian's stuff. You find uh, stuff he used for climbing, climbing gear um, inside a cave, like an anchor and the rope and all that stuff. So then you can venture back in the cave to a point where you can see had and used to have an anchor in it. And uh, if if you, which I did at one point after I found this out, if you look down, you see a red sneaker on the rocks. <laughs> yeah, um, I did that. Yeah, so anyway, you get down to uh, the base of the cave and you turn a corner and you find a skeletal body crushed by rocks uh, of a little boy who is Brian, so... It's really intense. Oh, and just how, like, the music just turns and, like, into this sad, somber, like, dude, sorry. Like, <laughs> here's, we found a body. Um, and, yeah, and Henry's just like, oh, Brian, you fell. That's, you, you fell and you died. That sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, he says well, it better that- than that. But, you know, it just, he you can hear his, like, oh, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. It was it was like a sorrow, but it's it was like, like, like a, a oh, buddy, like oh, can't like. I oh. think it's one of the things. It's so different to other games. So he's been there for a while. There is nothing. Gee, it is, is so yeah. far beyond the point that anyone could do anything. So it is just a thing of just like, fuck. Yeah, man. Like, like literally, that's, like that's, sorry, that man. Like, it hits you with a thud, and it's kind of a really nice juxtaposition because. You as a player have become so paranoid, yeah. thinking everything is against you in this game, yeah. and then you get to the point, and it's like it, that kind of all just disappears real quickly. Mm-hmm. Like that genuinely sucks. Yeah, and when and he just goes, it's such you a fell. simplistic way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so it's so simple that it really hits you as, as a player. Mm. I don't really get affected by a lot of um, kind of like deaths in games because most video games are about killing people. Mm. But this one, yeah, it really stops you in, the, in your track. And then you also have the moment of, you know how uh, the connection that Delilah had with Brian. Yeah. And you clearly have feelings for Delilah and you are going to be the one that gives her the bad news and you can't be with her. Yeah. You could feel that weighing on him as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sucks. It does. Why did you make me play this game? Because I wanted you to hurt. From the inside, like, like I did. Well, like, yeah, like so, some moments in this game, dude, just like it hit different. <laughs> it yeah. hit different from a lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of games, a lot of games out there who have moments meant for hitting you in the in the heart. This one just hit different for me. It's a real thud. Yeah. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you go out, you, you tell Delilah she's, it's, it's that same kind of feeling as, um, Henry had it was like heartbroken, but what can we do about yeah, it? Yeah, like we can't do anything. But which, like, obviously, then it a whole th- this is this is the hard part that a lot of people, um, um, well, not this part. 
but it leads up to the ending, I guess. A lot of people didn't like that um, you will forever be bad news bear, you know? That'll always be who you are. Like, um, so you tell you tell Delilah that you found the body and that it's yeah, it's Brian in there and he's gone and she's she's racked with guilt instantly because she said a, a few times before, like, we kids aren't meant to be at the place at the tower at all. And I saw him. I should have called and said, yo, Ned's got a kid over at Two Forks Tower. And then they would have been kicked out. And he would have gone home and he would have done school and had friends and played his Dungeons and Dragons game and all that. Yeah. But because you didn't call it in, because you liked seeing the kid and you were like, you know what, what's the summer, a summer out here, like he's going to have fun, he's going to have adventure, whatever. And, like, you're, you, she sees herself as a reason that he is dead now because she didn't call it in. And she's obviously distraught by that. She doesn't really know what to think. And then towards the end when you're getting evacuated um, because – the, the fires that uh, have been created, the fire that was done by the lightning strike, or however, it just happened. It just kind of appeared, which what fires they, do- what they call the f- What do you call the fire? Because you could name it. Oh, I called it the, the, the flapjack fire. <laughs> yeah, I called it the flapjack yeah. fire as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so because the, this fire and the one that was created to scare you off from the Wapiti Station were, were, have merged into the super fire, you're getting evacuated, basically. Um, and towards the end- of the game before you find out that it was Ned and he kind of leads you to uh, where he is to kind of explain in a way, you know, like I don't know if his explanation really did anything, anyone justice, which is why everyone kind of was disappointed that it was just a dad who his son had died and he was like, well, what's the point of burying him? You know, I think he said that like we could have, we could have pulled him out and we could have had a funeral for him and put him in the ground, but like, I wasn't gonna do it. It wasn't gonna bring him back, wasn't gonna do anything. I was still feel like shit, so I'd rather just live off the land, you know. And he had some PTSD from I think Vietnam and uh or yeah. at least a war that he was involved in. Um A war. And uh yeah, like when you when you finally talk to Delilah and you say, Let's let's okay, we're getting evacuated, let's meet up and let's like talk about it. Like she's always gonna see Henry as the reason that Brian's dead. Even if it's not his reason, she's always going to look at Henry and she's going to see a dead kid that she feels well, responsible for. She could never, like, have an actual relationship with this guy, you know, because, like, that's always going to be there in the front of her mind is, like, I that's when you kind of see killed this kid. For me, at least. Um, and we'll get back to Ned in a moment because there's a lot to unpack with Ned. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the moment where you find it how Henry, in a way, is abusing Delilah. Or abusing their relationship, yeah. why I saw it. Because at the end, he's like, I want to see you. I want a relationship with you. Because he was using her as, like, a life raft. Well, you like, can say that. He was drowning. That's a, that's an option. Um. Yeah, I mean, you can. But I think it's always implied that he wants to meet her. Like, he wants to continue his life with her. That's a, kind of the way I was doing the dark options. That's the way it was going. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I've. I feel like responsible for a kid's death. Like I'm thinking too now. Yeah. And he just kept trying to use her as an emotional escape. Yeah. And all everything. And she's like, that I she's need to deal with my problems. Yeah. Everything that she's feeling, whether it be inadvertently or not, is because of Henry. Like if Henry hadn't gone yeah. there, she wouldn't have. She would have gone home that summer, and in the back of her brain would have been like, I wonder how Brian's doing at school. You know, it wouldn't be fuck. Remember that kid that's dead in the cave? Yeah. He's a skeleton. And he's 
leg is backwards. <laughs> it's kind of gross. I took lots of pictures of him. Um, oh, I took so many. Yeah, like she, she's always going to kind of feel that towards him. And that makes sense as to why. And she's just like, go back to your wife. Like, go talk to her. Because obviously, like, that was something that came up throughout the game that I want to get back to um, about when Henry, like, told Delilah about Julia when they, um, yeah, that part of it. But, yeah, I just, because, yeah, it's, I think it's a really good ending to the game, despite what everyone said that it's, a lot of people, sorry, say that just because there was no, like, ghost or there was no twist, there was no, like, Delilah was a killer or, like, you know, you're the crazy one. There was no twist like that. It meant it was, like, a boring story in the end. It doesn't because you, you're the journey yeah, there. Like, like, the fact that I had suspense, like, in my heart the whole time and I was, like, I'm scared. Like, I'm scared for these characters. What's going to happen? And it ended up being a guy who's dealing with grief his own way who just doesn't want you to get close, you know. He's he's as scared as you as you are of him because he's like, I could go to jail, I, you know, I'm, I my son's like, you know, he has to deal with his son actually being dead instead of just kind of hanging out, you know. Like the journey was as spectacular as it as it was. was It was just I, great. I agree. Because the whole thing of like, yeah, you, you could pair um, Henry and Ned's journey because they're both dealing with various forms of grief. Mm. They've lost someone. And it wasn't their fault. Like, mm-hmm. I think there were moments in the game where they try to pitch Ned as the bad guy. But I don't know. I, it didn't come across like that to me. No. It seemed like this is a genuine accident. Well, all he said, and his like, dad just broke. When um, when you kind of find out Ned's story after he leaves Henry a, a tape, a cassette tape where he was hiding out, um, and yeah, he says like, "Oh, the dumb kid. He put his anchor in wrong, and he just fell. Like, what was I to do? Like, he's he's kind of blaming the kid because he's like." I tried to teach him climbing properly, but he wouldn't listen. He didn't want to do it. And he sunk his anchor into a rock wrong and now he's fallen and now he's dead. Stupid kid. You know, like he's trying to, you know. He, project. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to project. He's just, yeah, like. But it's like Ned, basically this grief happens, this, this event happens, and he just puts like a full stop on his life. He's like, I'm here now. I'm not even leaving where this happened. I'm just going to live off the land. Yeah. This is where I'll die. I will not do another thing with my life. Yeah. And I think that I like that kind of balancing with Henry, who's kind of done the same. Yeah. He wants to just stay at the tower. Mm-hmm. He wants to come there every summer and just like, this is where I am now. Yeah, this is my life. I want to be like Delilah because Delilah's been at that tower herself every summer for like the past, what, 10 years, 12 years? I think she says at one yeah. point. It's a long time. Like, you know, since she was 30, I think. I think she said that when she had a breakup and she kind of moved there and that's why she went there. Because I think, yeah, her ex-boyfriend or something – um, started dating someone else i think and she moved away to i might be making this up who knows who knows yeah no one can check it no one can no check. it doesn't exist anymore no the game's internet. done game's done exactly you can't you can't unmake the game absolutely done um so yeah you find out ned's story and it, it it is it's anticlimactic in a very good way yeah i i really liked how it wasn't something stupid like oh, it was a ghost it was a it was a yeti or whatever <laughs> that would be pretty cool um it wasn't any of this dumb shit. It was real life. Mm-hmm. And as the game has shown you already, real life can have some, some real shit days. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Um, and I think- it made Henry kind of look at himself. And also as a player, you kind of like, huh. Yeah. And I think as well, <laughs> the fact that um, that was the last day they could be there, like the, the 
The air is filled with smoke. There's, it's orange. Like fire is imminent. Like it is coming. It is bearing down on you and you're packing up all your stuff. I love that you can choose to bring what you want. It doesn't mean anything, but you can choose to bring what you want. Um, and you uh, go and you find what Ned has left you because he's told you to come look for it. And just, um, yeah, just like the heaviness of the atmosphere physically, like the the heat, the embers, the smoke, the dust, just everything kind of bearing down. And then you find it and you almost kind of want to look through it quickly because I was worried that everything would, well, he says like you better take a picture before this all burns up, you know. And did you? Well, I did in the, fir- the I, first 100%, time I, because I, I thought the everything. pictures were going to be handy. Like, you know, like, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's how um, Brian's brought into it is that you find a backpack on one of your journeys and you're like, oh, it belongs to a Brian Goodwin. And Delilah's like, no fucking way, Brian Goodwin, dude, that was a guy who used to live in the tower. And, like, you find all his rope and you find a disposal camera that you use throughout the game. So, oh, and um, how cute is it at the end when you find his little, like, uh, hideaway, he has a plan on how to get his backpack out of the yeah, tree. Yeah, yeah, you're like, this That is broke a- my oh, heart. Oh, he's dead now. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I'm so sad. Oh, God, oh. But yeah, like it would have been nice if you could like put the camera down. Like, here you go, buddy. Oh, that would have been nice. Oh, now I'm sad again. Mm. Rather than taking photos of his skeleton. Yes, rather than taking. Fucking photos hell, of his that skeleton. just clicked. Yeah. Well, hey, I thought I needed evidence. Yeah, well, that's what I, I took photos of Ned's air um little house thingy. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, maybe we get to prove that he wasn't a monster. Mm. He didn't murder his kid. Mm. He was just a not great father, and there was an accident. Yeah. Um, but like I said, everything's on fire, and this is the point where it's like, um, so I was like, the chopper coming, we're evacuating, come over here. Uh, you do the long walk up there. It, you kind of have to walk past every everything else you've interacted with yeah. in the game, which I quite like. Also, can we just stop in a moment? Did you get freaked out when you go to the area and there was a jet ski? Pork pond. <laughs> Not a jet ski, like a ice. Oh yeah, like the. It was kind of weird because he was like, "Oh, there's like a, a sled here," and yeah. you kind of like, "Oh, that's weird." <laughs> and that's really all I they think, say. You kind of like, I "There think, is no snow. What is going on?" <laughs> well, that's the thing because we are in Australia. We're not used to like places who were like that a forest turning all snowy in the winter. We just have fire. We just and rain. just fire. Only that's fire. the two things we have. Only fire. Um. So you see him, like, how is this, like, why is, is, is this, like, lost? <laughs> like, we're going to see, like, a polar bear there and stuff like that? Yeah. Anyway, so you run up and you go um, to find Delilah. You get right to the north of the map and you can use this cable car to get over. And then you see her tower. Yeah. How are you feeling when you saw that tower? What do you think was going I was happen? so excited, right? Because at this point, well, okay, so in my playthrough, um, my first playthrough, uh, she calls and she goes, the choppers are coming, we're evacuating. And you go, okay, I just got to go, like, my wave receiver is picking up a transmission, which is when you find Ned's stuff. Um, and then when you go pick it up, he's like, oh, it was Ned. Like, Ned's gone. Like, Ned's the one leaving everything. And she goes, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And you can either be like, all right, I'll see you. I'll see you back in town where we'll do the- Apparently there's, like, an investigation that has to go forward when there's fires and stuff. Um I'll just see you back in town. Like, that's fine. And he, or he says, just wait for me. Can you just, can you just wait? And she goes, oh, all 
So that's what I picked because obviously I wanted to see her, not necessarily like to kiss her or anything like that, but I just wanted to see her. I physically wanted to see what she looked like. And I wanted to see that interaction because I feel like everything has been so important up to that point. And now obviously she's got this kind of, you can tell she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. She's just like, yo, so like helicopters are here. So, you know, whenever, like she's not excited. She doesn't have that chart, like that, that uppity feeling in her voice anymore. She's fully, she's just broken now. And um, so I asked her to wait for me and she sighed and she said, all right, just get here soon. And so when I got there, obviously I looked in the toilet <laughs> because it's her outhouse. And uh, I, I felt really, it was really cute, right? So like when I walked up to the outhouse and she oh. has the flowers in there and she has like a little book next to the toilet and she has like a little, a little floor mat, I was like, my heart. She's so beautiful. She's such a beautiful, nice person. Like, you know, it's just she's well, neat. She's cute. She's like, she's got cute shit. And then, yeah, because. Lauren, when, I, <laughs> when I thought of this idea of the podcast, I'm like, oh, we can get to, say, you know, people's kind of like personal thoughts about a game and stuff like that. I didn't know episode one, we're going to find you're a fucking pervert. What can I say? Looking at people's toilets and thinking, oh, they're cute. What can I say? Mm. Yeah, it was cute. And then, yeah, like going up to the room and being like, she's going to be here. She's going to be here. She's going to be here. And you get up there. No matter what you do, she's not going to be there. And you you look around in her room and she's got her clothes hanging up. And obviously, because she's been there for years, she's not, she's going to leave stuff behind, you know? She's going to be like, well, this is my cabin. So I'm going to leave my my favorite books and I'm going to leave like just, just bits and pieces, you know, stuff you'd find, knickknacks personalized shit and then yeah you see um you just you just see all this stuff that's kind of been talked about throughout like the drawing she does of you when she asks what you look like at one point she's like what are you wearing and henry's like i don't what are you talking about what and she's like what just just i'm just sketching you just thinking about you what's going on and it's it's like oh she's not an artist no so there's there's that i look real gaunt (laughs) real golly how sick does she think i am yeah right like awful and then yeah you see the sign the pork pond sign which you and i just have to say pork pond and we go oh my heart because earlier like you find a you're like i'm at a pond and she goes yeah pork pond and he's like what a stupid name and she goes yeah they um they used to have a sign there but they stopped because people were stealing it and he goes they're stealing pork pond and she goes what it's a funny sign you don't think anything of it and then you get into a room and it's there so, up on the so wall, nice. and you're like, you're the one who was stealing it. You silly I also person. Like the stuff that you find there it also shows show that she wasn't having a good time herself because there are moments in the game where she's clearly drinking. Oh, it's tequila. And you find tequila everywhere. Yeah. Like she's, again, uh, Henry's using her as, a, as, a, as a, like a flotation device in his life. Mm. But she is there. She's there for her own reasons. She's, she's, she's drowning so herself. Much going on. Yeah. <laughs> He's Everyone in this game down. is drowning. Everyone, yeah, she's pushing her down. Yeah. And um, and then you have the moment where you pick up the thing and she goes, Hey, so I'm back at I'm back at home. I can see your truck and everything like that. And then it kind of Yeah, it comes to the moment and she goes, uh she, they talk about like, well, I guess what do we do now? And um you get to decide or you get to pick like a thing for her. You could be like, oh, you know, maybe you should be a therapist or maybe like kind of joking ones. And then one that's just like, come back to Colorado with me, like come, come with me. And if you pick that, she's like, listen, I don't know. Like, I just, I just don't think there's, I'll come visit you. I'm thinking of going down South, but like maybe if I'm there one day we can, we can hang out. And it's like, it's a rejection that's so like, 
it it broke your heart a little, you know. I mean, obviously, Is that the option you pick first. Uh, I did in my first playthrough because once again, I kind of wanted to see what happened. At that yeah. point, I was fully like, um, you, "There's an option, I think, where you can just be like, I'm, I'm going to go see Julia. I'm going to go see Julia. I'm going to go to Australia. I'm going to say hi. I'm going to be like, I'm going to try and be your husband still, even though I can't really do that right now." Um, and she's like, "Yeah, go for it." But yeah, like I picked the come with me, and she was just like, "Listen." Not even like a, not even like a letting you down easy kind of way, but just kind of like a, yeah, I just, I just, I can't like mentally it's not going to happen. You know, it was, it was, it was interesting. Like it wasn't a rejection, but it was a rejection, you know? Like it, it was kind of like, she's no longer on the same page as you. Like she's yeah, like, I need she's to deal like, with, I have not, other stuff I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. Like things are a bit heavy right now. Let's think about it. And maybe one day. And you kind of yeah. like, I just had this whole summer growing this, and all I had to do was say there was a dead kid. Come on, lady. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you doing? Fucking hell. There's a sound grab. Um, what did you think Delilah looked like? Because when I remember walking up to the, her, her cabin, mm. I'm like, what will she look like? Did you have a defined image of Delilah in your head? The only thing I had was brown hair. That's it. I'm very bad at picturing things. So, like, a lot of my dreams, like, I'll know that there is someone in the dream but it is always just a blank face. It's like a mannequin face, you know? That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, not exactly this way, but you know Bojack Horseman when he's remembering yeah. the past and it's all just scribbles? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's more or less kind of what it's like. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. know if Josh is in my dream, but it's kind of he's kind of got like a face that's kind of been like rubbed out by an eraser, you know? I don't know. It's I'm not very good at picturing... There are the therapist listens to this episode. She's like, oh, God, she's going to be a serial killer. <laughs> she's erasing everyone. Oh, well, no. Oh, God. But no, but like seeing her like button up floral blouse was like. was nice. I pictured, and this is a very, very obscure and particular. I don't know this actress's name. All I remember is back, like pulling sick days in year 12, mm. which is often. Um, at 11 o'clock on Channel 7, there's a show called Less. Less Than Perfect. Mm-hmm. The actor from Less Than Perfect. Google her if you have to. Just type in Less Than Perfect TV show. I'm going to. I don't know what her name was, but that is exactly who I pictured. Less Than Perfect. Because I mentioned also Henry looked like, Henry's played by the guy from Mad Men. Um, the, the TV dude. I always forget his name in Mad Men. Um, uh, his name's Rich Summer. Rich Summer. Um, I pictured... Henry looking like Rich Summer. And I hope when they um, do the TV show or movie or whatever, they do cast him. This show has so many weird people in it. I can't. I still can't see a picture of a. It's got Andy face. Dick in it. It does have Andy Dick and Patrick Waterburn or whatever his name is. Oh, well, oh yeah, he is in that show. It was a good show. But the, 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 the lead woman in it. Uh, is it Sarah Rue? I'm looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 Her name's Sarah Rue. She is, oh, what else is she in? She's in, um, she's in Pearl Harbor. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it, I think she's in, um, uh, Series of Unfortunate Events. Okay. The Lemony Snicket thing on, um, on Netflix. Oh, I think she's okay. In that. Fair enough. No, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, That's fine. It's anyway, it's her. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I can understand that. I can understand that. That was one of the biggest derails on a podcast I've done. That's fine. I don't know. I'm proud of it. Well done. Um, 
But yeah, you go in there and you, yeah, your heart kind of sinks, and then you go to the helicopter, and the game sort of. And sort of now, I know if you, if you don't go to the helicopter, I think it flies off. It does, yeah, yeah. I guess that it. I remember the, the articles coming out around when that game came out. It said, "Get the secret Firewatch ending," and it was just like, "Just wait for the helicopter to go away." And that's it. And but it's not die. even like an ending. Like it's 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 not even anything. Like uh, I mean, I understand that they've had to do that. It's like. I'm sure a developer was like, what if you just stand there? It would have been cool if there was maybe another bit of dialogue of like, you know what, just leave me here. Or like the guy being like, you're going to get on? In fact, that's, I, the, that helicopter like, guy was the only other real person you saw. The a secret ending would have should have been helicopter flies off and then you don't have control anymore. Henry just walks over to a rock, sits down and watches the fire. Yeah. That would have been a secret ending. Yeah. Because that would have been like, is he contemplating or is he dying? Yeah. And that would have wrecked me. Yep. That would have been um, pretty crazy. Yeah, the game just credits and you feel... How did you feel when you first finished it? Very, very satisfied, you know? You know? There was a part in it that... Um, okay, so there's a part in it that I, I mentioned on the that podcast we did that it brought tears to my eyes at least. I don't can't say I cried. I don't cry very much during games i cry every day in real life but every you know <laughs> games <laughs> movies as you know movies i do quite anyway i cry but games it takes a bit um you know to do that but okay so there was a part in it where you get um when you realize that uh ned is listening into your frequency of your radio which is why he's writing down everything you're doing and all this kind of stuff um delilah treks out and which I remember being on the subreddit and everyone being so mad because she could have come to you. She literally bypassed your tower to go drop off the the walkie talkie. And everyone was like, why didn't she just go see you? And it's like, all right, calm down. It's fine. Um, Anyway, so she goes and drops off a walkie talkie. And when you get to that place and you pick up this new walkie talkie, like, she goes, maybe you should open the box and get the thing that's in there and call me on that. Okay, see you, bye. And then you pick it up and you go, okay, I'm on the new walkie-talkie. And she goes, what the fuck, Henry? What the fuck is happening? And at this point, right, I hadn't mentioned Julia's disease at all, her illness. I hadn't mentioned every time she had said, yeah, every time she had I, said, I know what you have a wife, what's up with your wife? Break up, cheat on you, what's going on? You were just like, let's just not talk about it. I got a wife, whatever. And, like, um, I think at points you were like, yeah, she was a professor at a university. Um, you know, she did this, she did that. And, yeah, there's the um, – and this is totally optional – like, not optional, sorry. You could miss this interaction depending on what you pick. Um, but I got it recent – on my most recent playthrough that I did, like, three weeks ago, I, I got this exact – I played it the exact same way or tried to and I got this exact part and, like, oh, my heartstrings again, where, yeah, he she goes, what the fuck's going on? Like, this is – everything's insane. And Henry starts to question if he's going crazy. Like, am I going crazy? Like, is all this just in my head? Like, what the fuck's going on? Maybe it's – Maybe it's something in the water and maybe, and he goes at one point, he goes, and maybe Delilah, maybe you're not real. And I'm just thinking that, and she's like, oh my God, (laughs) it was so heartbreaking because she literally like goes, Henry, sweetie, I am real. And it's just like, their voice is breaking. It's so well acted. It's It's so, oh God. And she's, she's, 
she's as scared for him as he is of himself, of his own head, because he says, like, maybe there was something in the water or maybe we lived under power lines and something happened. And she goes, what are you talking about? And she goes, he goes, maybe I've, I'm going to end up losing my mind. And then he goes, maybe I'll end up like Julia. And she goes, what happened to Julia? And then he, that's when he goes, Julia, she's got dementia. She lives in Australia and she doesn't know who I am and all this kind of stuff. And that like, that, that killed me because after playing, if that, if he had said that after I had talked about her illness previously, it wouldn't have meant as much, but the fact that the way he revealed it to her and she's just like, fuck dude, like shit was just, was just crazy. And like, look, I'm not going to say that this made me think or this affected me. I'm not going to even pretend that it did because my grandmother had dementia and you know, she's, she's passed away long gone now, but like, I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like having a wife who is meant to be the same age as you or whatever, the same mindset you have, who has it. It's much more like kind of recognize that older people have it. You go see them in a nursing home and they look at you and they, they don't know who you are, which is what I have experienced in the past. Like going to go see my grandmother and her just kind of staring at me or like the very rare time. Cause I stopped going after a while. Cause I couldn't do it. <laughs> like it sucks, dude. And the, one of the rare times where I went there and she thought she was like 20 and she wanted to get home and she didn't know how to get home and she wanted the bus and she didn't know who we were and she was fighting us. And it was just like, I, I, I'm not going to say that this made me upset because of what I had experienced. Cause it didn't, it didn't at all. Like I was just like, I understand that reference. You know, I understand what it does, but like the, the thought of, of Henry then kind of blaming him or like not blaming himself per se, but like thinking that this is something wrong with him as well. And he's going to go down this path. Like I've had, I guess somewhat affected me. I've had thoughts in the past of like, if, if my grandmother had this, am I also going to get it? And like, you know, I, I understand that that's a possibility, but like, um, yeah, just, it's, it's awful to think that he has gone through watching watching her fully deteriorate, leaving her behind, trying to move on. And then in like this really uh, vulnerable moment, kind of like expressing that it's got me too, even though it doesn't, not at all. No one's going insane. They're just, they're just getting, you know, tortured by this dude basically. But like, that was like, oh, Oh, and then I tried to get that same thing the next time around when I was trying to be all flirty and told, uh, what's her name straight away about Julia and all that. And like, you didn't get anywhere near a response. And like, that was, that was down as one of my best moments of the year in gaming, like the best moment, like just the acting, the, the, especially because you don't, at that point, you still don't know what's going on. You know, you've heard him cough in your, in your walkie talkie. Be the case. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that moment, like, no, something's happened. Like he, maybe he is showing early signs of dementia. Yeah, like maybe, um, maybe it was in the water. Maybe there was mold in the yeah. walls. Like <laughs> who fucking knows? But like, dude, that was that was an impactful moment. Like, especially when you realize that he didn't leave Julia because he was sick of looking after her, or whatever. Yeah, he was scared of what was happening to her. Yeah, like he, like that's the moment where he was like. 
truly terrified. Like he, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Like if you weren't controlling the character, like and making him walk, he would have stopped. Yeah, because he, his voice is like trembling. That's one of the moments where you just kind of stop. Yeah. Um, as soon as you mentioned the part with the uh, the other walkie talk, walkie talk, I know exactly what you're going to say. Because <laughs> yeah, this this game, it's I've teed up. I've definitely teed up in a few games. Mm. I've teed up in many games actually. This is one of the ones where you're very on edge for a lot of it. But, and it comes down to... The gameplay is very, obviously very simplistic. The writing's impeccable, but the acting is just on another level. Yeah. It is and stunning. Th- this is why voice acting to me... And obviously, I know it's important. It's so important. In every game, it is important. But, like, sometimes when we talk about games, I'll be like, I couldn't do it because voice acting was awful. And I've had people be like... Seriously, dude, the gameplay was so good though. And I'm like, no, but it doesn't matter because I can't fucking deal with it. Like, like if this, if the voice acting in this game was like a couple of notches below, like, I don't know if it would even, it might've been like a seven out of 10, <laughs> you know, like it, uh, it, there's no way I, this game is, is top tier, top tier voice acting. And that is obviously because you don't see anyone and it's fully through walkie talkies. Like that is the only way it could have been. You know, like, yeah, there are games that just make me stop because voice acting just isn't quite there. And especially like the voice breaky moments. Like if someone can can do that to their voice and make them make themselves emotional when they're just acting, I suppose, especially voice acting, because you're not really you're not staring at, a you know, you're not physically face to face with this person in most cases. Last year when we came up with our like, games of the year list and stuff like that. We had the best performances. I can't remember the guy who played um, Miles Morales in Spider-Man that came out last year. But the reason I said let's put him in there is because, yeah, there's a moment where he's talking about fighting someone mm. um, and his voice cracks. And yeah. yeah, a character's voice cracking in pain is you put it. Really, you put the really controller down good. and you go find a list and you're like, okay. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> um, that hurt. Yeah. That hurt. So, okay. Game ended. Yeah. How did it... You've kind of already explained this, I guess. Mm. Did it affect you beyond the game itself? Um. Look, it definitely... It, it kept an impact because I wanted people to play it to experience the same thing that I experienced, you know? Like, I wanted to share it because there's a lot of... There's a lot of indie titles out there that I get told to play a whole bunch and eventually I get around to it, maybe, <laughs> And then I do, and it's amazing. And, like, being able to share it with people is a really, a really good thing, you know? So I guess, I guess in a way, like, yeah, like, it affected me to to want to go out there and sh- and share the news, like, share the share what's going on with it. But um, in terms of, like, the story stayed with me, the voice acting stayed with me, the, the yeah, the, the feeling of it stayed with me, but... Yeah, I'm not. I I can't really say that it, it changed my life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it. Yeah, and especially like the artwork. I love the artwork. I I would yeah, have. I was... Yeah, I would have that in every room of the house. I would have that as phone backgrounds. I would have that as as. Just I would have it everywhere. <laughs> I'm really glad this game kind of impacted you enough to make you want to share it with people because you're the what you're. I'd seen the game. I re- like I said before. I really appreciate the artwork. But you, you 
stop short of basically shaking me by the shoulder and telling me to play it. <laughs> so I eventually did. And yeah, this is one of the most beautiful, stunning, yet um, challenging games I've ever played. Yeah. It, it's it's a very, very, it's very, very good. And I, I've become an advocate for, um, of it as well. I keep telling people like, it's five hours long. Hmm. Sit down, shut up, and fucking play it, and feel something for once. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just a big ball of emotions after it, mm-hmm. and I think yeah, basically as soon as I finished the game, I'm like Lauren, I did it, I get it, I get it now. <laughs> I understand, I understand. Um, I think that was I like a. Love- it's a really, it's a really cool feeling um, being someone who recommends a game, seeing someone actually finish it, because like there is a plenty of times where you could be like, dude, this game's so good. Like with Persona 5, like I said to you, dude, the game's so good, you got to play it. You picked it up. You played it for a bit, but you were like, it's not my cup of tea. Like, like it's a good game, but like I can't get into it for whatever, like, you know, whatever reason you have. thousand like, hours. Yeah, like for whatever reason, which any reason is a good enough reason to stop a game. But um, like I loved, you sent me a photo and it was just the pork pond sign, which I know is in Delilah's cabin, <laughs> which I know is directly at the end. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Because there's nothing worse than like pouring your heart into to talk, telling someone to play a game, and then playing it an hour and being like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm getting to it." And you're like, "No, you gotta just do it. <laughs> I want to talk yeah, to someone I, about it." I, I like sat down with a beer and was like, "Okay, we're doing this." <laughs> um, I thought I'd play it over a few days, hmm. but I sat down and I I did it in yeah. one. I, I couldn't put this game down. It is now currently in my background wallpaper on my PC. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Cause yeah, thank you. Um, it. Yeah, it fucked me up, but in in a good way. Now, like Doesn't. I said, you've played it multiple times since, and it's not obviously not impacting you the same way, but you keep... I feel like you play this game, replay this game every now and then. Um, well, I played it first time. I replayed it to see if I could get, like, this, you know, just change up the options a little bit to see what was going on. Um, there are some pretty decent differences, but it is mostly in how you feel yeah. about your character and about Delilah. Um, and then when it came to it came to Xbox and I was like, I'll get to it eventually, but, like, I've already played it a couple times. I don't need to do it again. And then it came to Game Pass. <laughs> yes. And I was like, which is no longer there, unfortunately. I thought it was still there, but it isn't. Um, and so I got that and then that's where I got all the achievements for it. So um, the achievements weren't anything different from finishing the game and then it was uh, doing some extra things. So it was like trying to find a raccoon in two different locations, finding a poem that was written that was left somewhere. Like it was it was nothing um, kind of nothing more than you, you could find them all on a fluke gameplay just, just playing the game by itself. Um, and then obviously I watched Josh play it and platinum it as well. Uh, Cause he was kind of like me where I think, uh, I think he played it, but he didn't, didn't quite get the impact that I was hoping from it. Um, he still really, really, really enjoyed it, but hadn't quite gotten there yet. Um, for, for his own different reasons, I've forgotten what they are. So obviously not important, but then I played it again on PC after um, talking to you about it and after getting my PC and it was, yeah, it's, it's a good time. I think obviously it would, be a long time. I don't have a need to play it <laughs> anymore. I've already experienced the peak level of story for me. I've gotten all the achievements for it on my console of choice. Um, and obviously I played it to kind of get reacquainted so we could do this episode. But, yeah, I think 
it is definitely something I'm just going to look at in the rearview mirror now. And it's going to be a good yeah. time, despite the fact it broke my heart. Um, yeah, it's going to be a very good Sometimes time. Sometimes it's good when a game, a game makes you sad. Yeah, but it like, look, it does suck saying that. Me saying I probably won't ever touch it again does make me kind of sad, <laughs> to be honest. But like, like I said, I have no reason. To, I have no reason to touch it again. Um, it's it's clearly had an impact for me. I think you've gotten as much as you could possibly get in the game, and oh, it I is. I think you've yeah. gotten as much as the developers would want somebody to get out of the game. Yeah, like they would be super happy with mm-hmm. how you feel yeah. about the game. Like I, I what they're trying to convey. I found Turt Reynolds. And I found uh, the deer and I think there's a part I might, I might be stretching the truth a little bit. Maybe I heard what I wanted to hear, but I'm pretty sure at the start there, whenever, before you, before you find Ned, I'm pretty sure if you go to a certain spot, you can hear the wind chimes from his camp. But like, there's no wind chime. Obviously you just kind of like, I, I, it might have been trees, but I stood in I stood in where I thought his place was, like just under the bank of um where you climb up. And I swear I could hear wind chimes. And then when you go to into his place, he's got wind chimes. <laughs> so I was kinda like, that's kinda. Now I'm gonna have to play the game again. You give me you've given me an excuse. I'm sorry I'm sorry about that. Very sorry. Now, Lauren, before we before we start to wrap up, mm-hmm. describe your feelings about the game in three words. You mentioned this earlier, and then I promptly forgot, and I was going to prepare, but I I don't. Under the bus, you go. Oh, um, describe how I feel about the game. Yep, three words. Uh, well, how the game made you feel? Describe the game in three words. A three-word love letter to Firewatch. Oh God, <laughs> I can't do it. Um, that's four words. <laughs> Made hey, look, it made me feel shit. Made me feel sad. Did made me feel sad? Um, dude, I can't. I just can't. I can't even. I, that's really tough. Yeah. I don't know why I thought this was so tough. Uh, suspenseful. Is that a word? Suspenseful. Yeah. All out. Suspense. Just made me feel suspense. And um. Uh, sad, suspenseful, but also playful, you know? Okay. It was fun. It was, it was a fun experience to kind of go through all the sarcastic answers you could find, like have these conversations with Delilah that just made you chuckle, you know? Made you chuckle. I think there's three sort of feelings. Is suspense a feeling? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Sus- um, yeah. The three things they've gone for, they, they nailed. They went from it and they nailed them. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, definitely. I guess we understand why Lauren loves Firewatch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to listen to more of our podcast, we just released one today. Um, it's up on all your good podcast platforms. We're on Spotify and iTunes, so check us out. Um, this show will be going up as well if you're watching it on Twitch. Um, if you do watch it on Twitch, you get like two days early. How good. Um, as always, a big thank you to the Fan Critical Podcast Network for their support. Go check them out as well. You can check out all of our news and reviews and stuff at storymodegaming.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at storymodeoz, um, A-U-S, not, o- not O-Z, like the jail show. Um, we're also on, fan- on Patreon. Just search for Fan Critical. Chuck a couple of bucks our way. You get access to a bunch of premium content. 
Mm-hmm. But with that, Lauren, thank you for joining the first episode of uh, of Love Letters. Hope That's you okay. Time. I, you know, it's it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good, good to talk about it. It's fun to. I've always found it fun to just to kind of talk through the storyline of yeah. a game because you know sometimes if you write dot points, you never quite. You never quite get the feeling, you know? You never quite get to say what you thought about certain parts of it. So I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the retrospective kind of walking through the storyline. I like that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun. Um, Anyone watching and listening, hope you guys enjoyed as well. We'll be doing these the first week of every month. So stick around. But we also, of course, have the normal podcast. So go check that one out as well. Um, With that, peace out. Be safe. Bye. Bye.